The born again, the children of faith, rally around the banner of the cross, the ministry of reconciliation, where the lost souls and spiritually dead sons and daughters of Adam find their redemption, which is so wonderfully described in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God's banner over us is love, and his love is fulfilled in his Christ, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 4, He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. The born-again, the children of faith, rally around the banner of the cross, the banner of life and love. The unsaved, the children of unbelief, rally around Satan's variety of substitutes, all of which might seem different from one another, but actually possess a common denominator. The banner they rally around is the banner of unbelief and death. Examples of what the unredeemed rally around include evolution, science, or more correctly, pseudoscience, the world's substitute religions that bear dead fruit, carnal academia, nationalism, as in the worship of country, the veneration of abortion, homosexuality and its ilk, the glorification of of fornication, the pursuit of self-gratification and self-love, the quest for godless immortality, Devil worship and witchcraft, alcohol and drug use, global warming or cooling, food lust, the digital world, ancestor worship, and so much more. The lost rally around the banners of death. Choices must be and are being made. Joel chapter 3 verse 14, multitudes, multitudes, in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Will you choose the banner of the cross of Christ? Will today be the day all your sin and shame are washed away? Will today be the day when all Satan's bondages are broken, and I mean all? Right now, you are in the valley of decision. Today's choice will dictate your eternity. Choose Christ while his hand is still extended. Follow me in this simple prompt, and in just a few minutes, everything will change, absolutely everything. Are you ready? Let's go. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 1 through 6, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him, male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. 
And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. And Seth lived an hundred and five years, and begat Enos. God said, Genesis chapter 7, 1 through 4, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. A very clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female, of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Man said, For the first time since the Big Bang, immortality is within reach. Science will take me there. I want to live forever, but I don't want no Jesus. Now the record. The blood-bought have learned to say there is no way like our way. There is no truth like our truth, and there is no life like our life. Neither is there a rock like our rock. Deuteronomy 32, 4, he is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Deuteronomy 32, 31, for their rock is not as our rock, even our enemies themselves being judges. Deuteronomy thirty-two thirty-seven, And he shall say, Where are their gods, their rock, in whom they trusted? First Peter chapter 2, 7, and 8 speaks of our rock. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Jesus Christ is the rock of our salvation. He speaks to the apostle Thomas in John fourteen six. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And by the way, there is no book like our book. In this God Said, Man Said series titled The Six Thousands, we certify the biblical record that the earth and its universe are just over 6,000 years old. The scriptures certainly declare its age, beginning with genealogies in the years from father to son. On the other hand, the evolutionary theory of unbelief built upon the false foundation of the doctrine of uniformitarianism promotes billions of years. Scientific research, when stripped of evolutionary manipulation, consistently points to a very young Earth. In this feature, we will continue to point out the obvious. The headline in the March 2, 2019 issue of Science News reads, Pandas didn't always stick to bamboo. The subhead, specialized diet may have emerged in the last 5,000 years. Excerpts follow. Although giant pandas dine almost exclusively on bamboo in the mountain forest of central China, these bears' uh, diet was more varied not so long ago, researchers report online, January 31, in current biology. Chemical analysis of bones and teeth from both ancient and modern pandas indicate the bears 
hyperdependence on bamboo could have developed as recently as 5,000 years ago. That's about 2 million years later than the other paleontological and molecular data suggest. End of quote. In this series, you'll see 6,000 years repetitively. Now fit that into evolution's 14 billion year time frame where everything is happening in just the smallest blip of evo time. How is that possible? Discover Magazine and their July through August 2013 issue under the heading Evolution in Overdrive published the following excerpt. Joshua Ackie of the University of Washington recently explored the average age of our species gene variants finding that most are very young. About three-quarters of single nucleotide variants, a mutation that substitutes just one nucleotide, an A, C, T, or G, and the long string of DNA, occurred within the past 5,000 years. Surprising, considering that our species may be 200,000 years old, end of quote. The latest genetic research in humans and other life forms is once again creating the need for evolutionists to find the tall grass. When viewed through the lens of cold, hard facts, instead of theories of unbelief, the God of the Bible is vindicated. R. W. Carter and J. K. Leitner penned the following paragraphs in the spring 2016 issue of the Creation Research Society Quarterly under the heading, Human genetic data affirms biblical history on many levels and is excellent resource for creation-based research. The excerpt follows. Some have claimed that modern genetic data is at odds with biblical history, yet closer examination reveals that the opposite is true. In terms of the origin of humanity, genetic data support the fact that all humans alive today can trace their ancestry back to a single male and a single female. When evolutionary assumptions are discarded and actual observable mutation rates are used, the molecular clock indicates that those individuals lived within a biblical time frame. Analysis of the human mitochondrial data reveals three major mitochondrial lineages which appear to point to the three daughter-in-laws of Noah. The Y-chromosome distribution pattern supports a single, paternally-based dispersion as expected by the Babel event. Carter and Leitner continue, Genetic variants that are widespread must have arisen early in human history. Genetic variants that are very rare are much more likely to be young mutations. Interestingly, recent analysis by evolutionists have revealed that most protein-coding variants appear to be of very recent origin. Again, even though evolutionary assumptions were used in the estimates, the findings are consistent with the biblical historical parameters. Interestingly, it was the evolutionist who uncovered genetic evidence of a single woman, mitochondrial Eve, and a single atom, Y-chromosome atom, founding the human race. They also uncovered evidence of a severe population bottleneck from which they construct their out-of-Africa model. These genetic situations are more consistent with the creation model than with evolution. Evolutionists place a time frame of when mitochondrial Eve lived by assuming common ancestry between humans and chimps and the evolutionary time scale. However, 
when measured mutation rates in mitochondrial DNA were used. Eve was calculated to have lived around, get this now, 6,000 years ago. Of course, the evolutionists do not accept this time frame, so they have sought ways around the implications. More recent in-depth analysis of mitochondrial DNA has upheld this biblical time frame from humans and found the same pattern in other organisms as well. The human Y chromosome is remarkably similar among all humans, and the mutation rate is so slow it is difficult to detect. This is consistent with the biblical account, where Noah would have passed his Y chromosome on to his three sons less than 5,000 years ago. Let the chimpanzee, yet the chimpanzee Y chromosome is radically different from the human Y, which is a challenge for evolutionists to explain even in their extended time frame. If humans and chimps had a common ancestor seven, several million years ago, evolutionists are, are forced to propose that the Y chromosome mutated incredibly fast. But if all human males have very similar Y chromosomes, and they do, Y chromosome Adam must have lived a very short time ago. Either way, this is not consistent with evolutionary predictions. In contrast, this fits well with the biblical history of humans being created separately from all other animals. The human genetic data is remarkably consistent with the biblical history. There is evidence that all humans trace their ancestry back to a single male and female, Adam and Eve. Genetic evidence points to a severe bottleneck, a dramatic decrease in population size, as we would expect from the flood. Outside of Africa, there are three major lineages of mitochondrial DNA that would correspond to Noah's three daughter-in-laws, yet there is a single worldwide lineage of Y chromosome that come from Noah through his three sons. Inside of Africa, the rarest sequences are also the most deviant. In other words, the out-of-Africa theory is based on statistical outliers. There is evidence of a single dispersion by families according to paternity, which corresponds well to the Babel event. When evolutionary assumptions are dropped and actual mutation rates are used, these events are within the biblical time frame. End of quote. The research continues in the September 2018 issue of Acts and Facts, and the results again aren't good for anti-God crowd. The following excerpts are from a doctor of genetics, J.P. Tompkins, and he wrote a feature titled, Genetics Research Keeps Confirming a Recent Creation. Scientists have been fascinated with the idea of measuring changes in the DNA of humans and other organisms to come up with a genetic clock that calculates how long a species has existed. There are basically two ways to do this. One method is uh, hypothetical and speculative, while the other is empirical. Interestingly, the empirical approach is yielding huge amounts of data that fits perfectly with the Genesis account of origins. The empirical data of developing a genetic clock simply involves measuring the amount of DNA variations in a single type of creature. In humans, this is done by measuring the DNA variation in large families from babies to great-grandparents. In lab animals like fruit flies, the process is applied over many generations. When these rates are extrapolated using pragmatic timelines uh, time like generational length or population demographics, the results are not only fairly accurate and practical, 
but highly unsupportive of evolution and its deep-time assumptions. Both secular and creationist researchers have employed the empirical method of developing genetic clocks and have achieved similar outcomes, i.e., dates of creature origins well within the biblical time frame of 6,000 years. This research has involved the genetic analysis of humans, fruit flies, water fleas, and roundworms. A massive new genetic study by secular scientists analyzed the DNA of over 100,000 animal species using about 5 million DNA sequences. Researchers at the Rockefeller University and the University of Basel found that the amount of DNA variation among humans was about the same as that observed for each of the many animal species they studied. They also discovered that each kind of creature was genetically distinct, having clear genetic boundaries. When the researchers extrapolated this data into the time frames of origins, they discovered that about 90% of all animal life was roughly the same very recent age, a complete contradiction of evolutionary expectations. Mark Stokel, the other study author, remarked, It's more likely that, at all times in evolution, the animals alive at that point arose relatively recently. According to evolution, animals have progressively arisen over a half billion years, not all at once in recent time. The only historical record we have of a recent sudden origin of the diversity of life with distinct genetic boundaries reproducing after their kind is in the opening chapters of the book of Genesis. The Bible's account is vindicated by science once again, end of quote. The headline of the article published by NIANIH.gov and recently brought to the attention of God Said, Man Said by a servant of the Lord reads, Life Expectancy of the Human Race. Most of the feature follows. Today we know the average person, if unimpacted by serious physical trauma and or diseases, will live for about 90 years. The cause of death for such a person is usually listed as old age, i.e. senescence. In biological terms, such a death is the result of the gradual loss of genetic information over time. Once the loss and corruption of a person's DNA reaches a critical mass, the person dies. Scientists are now asking a more strategic question. What is the life expectancy of the human race given the negative cumulative impact of mutations, replications? These are errors. This is a reasonable question because mutations, replications, errors are accumulating in the human population as a whole and are then being passed from one generation to the next. How many generations of humans can be produced before the collective human genome wears out? To answer this vital strategic question, a team of geneticists has compared DNA sequences in succeeding generations of Icelanders. These geneticists found that children in Iceland have an average of 63.2 mutation replication errors that are de novo. De novo means neither possessed nor transmitted by the biological parents. 
mutation expert Alexei Kondrasov reviewed this uh, Icelandic study and agreed with the findings of the authors. He also suggests that the accumulation of mutations, replication errors in the human population is causing an increase in genetic disorders such as colorblindness and schizophrenia and autism. Kondrasov writes, Plainly, human DNA sequence quality is relentlessly worsening. Based on the Icelandic study, if we assume the first generation of humanity had no or zero errors in their DNA, then on average, the members of the second generation would have about 60 mutation replication errors in their DNA. And members of the 200th human generation, about 4,000 years later, would have an average of 12,000 mutation replication errors in their DNA. Members of the human race now average about 18,000 mutation replication errors in their DNA. It is estimated that when members of the human race reach an average of 21,000 mutations replication errors in their DNA, the human race will be at critical mass and will no longer be able to procreate, reproduce, at survival levels and will quickly go extinct, end of quote. Harmful mutations and replication errors are occurring at a rate of 3,000 per 1,000 years. When the number reaches 21,000, which the writer calls critical mass, life as we know it is over. Stem to stern, mankind will have existed for 7,000 years. If so, and if many evangelical Christians are reading the Scriptures correctly, the return of Jesus Christ in the clouds to receive his church unto himself is very close, and shortly after follows the battle of Armageddon. After Armageddon, Jesus Christ sets up his 1,000-year reign upon, uh, <clears throat> upon the earth, and shortly after that, the end of all time occurs. 6,000 plus 1,000 equals 7,000. Is science once again knocking at the door? End of quote. The headline in the article published in the May 2008 issue of Acts and Facts reads, Mitochondrial DNA and a Recent Human Origin. Excerpts from the article follows. A team of scientists that includes Dr. Daniel Criswell of ICR has recently completed a study of mitochondrial DNA and will be presenting its work at this summer's International Conference on Creationism. A mitochondrion is a cellular power plant that generates most of the chemical energy that cell needs to support its functions. Although most of a cell's DNA is contained in the nucleus, the mitochondrion has its own small DNA molecule, and this DNA is passed down from mother to child. The study has revealed an unexpected lack of diversity within worldwide human mitochondrial lineages despite high mutation rates, and this supports the idea that humanity is only a few thousand years old. End of quotes. Microbiology's study of DNA continues to knock the pinnings out from under the theory of evolution. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Mitochondrial DNA and a Young First Man and First Woman. Chittick continues his dissertation and goes on to quote Ann Gibbons as she wrote in the January 2, 1998 issue of Science. The title of the Gibbons article is 
calibrating the mitochondrial clock, Chittick writes. What has been the result of further investigation since the 1988 and 1995 results were published? An interesting subsequent development has been calibration of the mitochondrial clock by using actually observed data rather than by using speculations from evolutionists. The result has shown that the clock ticks very much faster than expected. End of quote. Gibbons reports, mitochondrial DNA appears to mutate much faster than expected, prompting new DNA forensics procedures and raising troubling questions about the dating of evolutionary events. In 1991, Russians exhumed a Siberian grave containing nine skeletons thought to be the remains of the last Russian Tsar Nicholas II and his family and retinue, who were shot by firing squad in 1918. But two bodies were missing, so no one could be absolutely certain of the remains. And DNA testing done in 1992 expected to settle the issue quickly, instead raised a new mystery. The mystery concerned the dates relating to the clock rate. It appears that mutations occur at a much more rapid rate than had been imagined, although there seems to be considerable debate about the cause of the faster rate. The faster rate has been verified by independent investigations. Again, Gibbon says, Regardless of the cause, evolutionists are most concerned about the effect of a faster mutation rate. For example, researchers have calculated that the mitochondrial Eve the woman whose mtDNA was ancestral to that in all living people lived 100,000 to 200,000 years ago in Africa. Using the new clock, she would be a mere 6,000 years old, end of quote. When scientific research, void of evolution and the deceivableness of unrighteousness arises, the inerrancy of the Word of God is consistently certified. The simple explanation for why the evolutionists are unable to supply proof for their vacuous theory is, it is not true. God's beautiful living book is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. Choices are being made. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days... The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 5, 1 through 6. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died, and Seth lived a hundred and five years, and begat Enos. God said, Genesis 7, 1 through 4, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. And of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female. 
to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Man said, For the first time since the Big Bang, immortality is within reach. Science will take me there. I want to live forever, but I don't want no Jesus. Now you have the record. 